Probably the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio. Proudly sponsored by the BPA. Uh, if you, like me, uh, were born in the 60s, then exploring music in your teenage years uh, often meant finding radio stations that didn't just play chart music and, and waiting and waiting and waiting for something to come on that was a bit more interesting. And waiting meant waiting with your cassette recorder with the microphone pointed at the radio. Uh, picking up every crackle and hiss of late evening AM radio, waiting for that moment when something came on you wanted to listen to. And when it did, you pressed pressed record and then you hurriedly tried to find your mates to share your discoveries. And one evening my best friend Jez played the track you can hear going on in the background. It was distorted by the dodgy transmission, hiss recording, smothered in hiss, but there was something different, something peculiar and exciting about it. And this was the start of a musical adventure that was a huge part of my teenage and adult years. So much of my life played out to the soundtrack of the band, named after the 18th century inventor of the horse-drawn seed drill. It is, of course, Jethro Tull. So that was uh, The Mouse Police Never Sleeps by Jethro Tull. Uh, this is Bry Radio. I am Doc Carney, welcoming you to episode four of Doc's Music Box. Uh, I've got a bit of a chest today, so I'm going to be uh, channeling Whispering Bob, I think, this evening. 
looking at the music of Jethro Tull, which you've probably already worked out. Uh, at one time, one of the biggest bands in the world, selling out stadia worldwide, uh, later dismissed as musical dinosaurs, reinvented time and again, and still releasing new material uh, 54 years after they started. Uh, and all of that with just one top 10 single to their name. Uh, Jethro Tull of a passionate set of fans uh, and a very mixed back catalogue. Uh, so uh, just to get us going now, let's go right back to their first album. Uh, it's a reflection of a band that even then was undergoing a lot of change of members, of leader and of musical style. But there's a hint of what was to come was to be found in the uh, bluesy My Sunday Feeling. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, that was uh, my Sunday feeling from the first album by Jethro Tull, uh, This Was. Uh, so that name, Jethro Tull, uh, yeah, ag- agriculturist, uh, horse-drawn seed drills. Uh, well, after playing under dozens of different odd names, uh, the name Jethro Tull stuck. Uh, basically, so they were using that name uh, on the night they finally got asked back to the same venue to play again more than once. Uh, doesn't say much for they're playing at the time, I guess. Um, the undisputed leader and creative power behind the band is Ian Anderson, and pretty much every song they've ever recorded and uh, performed is written by him. He sings the lead vocals, plays guitar, acoustic guitar, uh, and most famously brought the flute into the world of rock and roll. And on stage, dressed uh, like like uh, sleeping rough on the streets, bug-eyed, standing on one leg, manically playing the flute, and hyperactively leaping around, is a big part of the band getting noticed. Their second album, Stand Up, is an all-time classic, and, and there are lots of great tracks I could have played from this one. Uh, but I'm going to try and sort of pick one from each of their sort of biggest albums. Uh, here's the opener to give you a taste of the power and energy of a Tull performance in 1969. It's uh, a new day yesterday um, from Jethro Tull. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> and uh, that's, uh, say, dating back to 1969 uh, and the album Stand Up. 
Uh, I guess most bands in the 60s wanted hit singles. It was the route to, uh, to fame and fortune. Uh, and the more arty and avant-garde bands struggled with this, and Tull were no exception. Uh, they had just one top ten hit. Uh, it's a peculiar number. That was not even on one of their albums for some time. Uh, it's in 5-4 times, so you can't dance to it. The lyrics are pretty odd and, and definitely not very youth-friendly. So how did it reach the heady heights of number six in the charts? Uh, well, I don't know, just uh, something different, I suppose. Ah, well, this is Tull being fashionable then, I suppose, uh, with their one and only hit single, Living in the Past. That's not it. Oh, my goodness. That was exciting. I wonder what happened there. Uh, we've just uh, found another track there. That was a bit of locomotive breath coming up there. Uh, I, I think uh, we've... Uh, there's somebody, The very kind person who uploaded all these tracks uh, managed to give them exciting titles of tracks one, two, three, four, and 5. But it doesn't necessarily mean the right angle. Oh, there it is. Living in the past. We're back.
Okay, I'll come clean. It was my fault. I mixed the tracks at some stage. Uh, it, it's where to put that one because it sort of was recorded and then wasn't released. And anyway, my fault. Sorry. Uh, something of the eccentricity of Tull uh, has to be recognised. Uh, give their best hit, or the biggest hit, only hit, uh, is in five four time. Their next biggest, uh, which I think got to about sort of the high twenties or something, uh, ring out solstice bells, is in seven four, uh, which obviously you know also helps for dancing around Christmas time. Uh, but enormous commercial success was nevertheless around the corner uh, with the Aqualung album of 1971. Um, it's sometimes referred to as a concept album because it had themes of religion, education running through it. Uh, there's folk, jazz influences in several tracks, uh, but it was the heavier rock tracks, uh, the powerful drumming of Clive Bunker, uh, the often overlooked master of the guitar riff, Martin Barr, made a world-beating combination. Uh, along with the title track of the album, Aqualung, uh, this next song became something of a signature tune, uh, an essential end-of-gig number, and hugely popular in the US. Uh, this is Locomotive Breath.
So locomotive breath, uh, still, well, still recently a big part of the uh, the live act of Jethro Tull. Uh, they were a hell of a live band in their time, well worth uh, going to look at. Uh, and that was 1971. Uh, with Jethro Tull, and uh, f- but following on from that, they became a huge band, uh, probably the, one of the biggest prog rock and concept album artists of the era, uh, with these enormous sort of um, massive orchestral, um, non-stop 30, 50-minute pieces, uh, two particular albums, Thick as a Brick and A Passion Play, uh, not the stuff we can play in a 45-minute show, uh, even in the edits. Uh, amazingly complicated stuff, musically very uh, complex. Um, you love it or you hate it, really. Uh, at the time, they became so uh, so big, they were challenging for pretty much being the biggest live act in the world, uh, up there with Led Zeppelin at the time. Uh, we're going to leap forward. We're going to leap forward now to 1977. Oh, yes. And uh, having been a blues band uh, that became a prog band, Tull suddenly became a folk band. In the jack in the green With his long tail hanging down He quietly sits under every tree In the folds of his coat of gown He drinks from the empty acorn cup The dealer down sweetly bestows Jams just came up on the ground Signals the snowdrops is trying to grow It's no fun being in Jack the Queen No place to dance, no time for song Who wears the colours of the summer song? Carries a green flag all the winter long Jack, do you never sleep? Does the green spell run deep in your heart? What will these changing times? Motorways, power lines, keep us apart is Jack in the Green just finishing there from the album Songs from the Wood uh, welcome to uh, Bry Radio and Doc Carney taking us through the music of Jethro Tull tonight um, Ian Anderson had got remarried he'd bought a farm in Buckinghamshire and a sort of change of musical direction came with that uh, he was working with members of Fairport Convention the Steel Ice Band and the folk strand that was lurking in some earlier tracks uh, really came through with uh, 77 Songs from the Wood and his follow up Heavy Horses in 1978 uh, a kind of new golden age for Tull. 
Uh, here's a belter from the latter from uh, Heavy Horses. Uh, it's simply called Rover. So Heavy Horses from 1978. Uh, the uh, changes in the band musically also saw changes in personnel. And Anderson kind of hired and fired uh, quite uh, freely. Uh, Martin Barr, the lead guitarist, being the only sole survivor to go all the way through the 1970s. Uh, some went willingly, some needed a bit of a push. Uh, but uh, he was Anderson was very much the boss in where he wanted to take the music. Uh, his next move was to explore electronic music. He started a solo album, which turned into uh, a, a quite unique uh, socially and politically driven Tal album, uh, The Much Maligned A. Uh, we're not actually going to have anything from that. Uh, we're going to move on, though, uh, just because time's running short, to 1982. Uh, another synthesizer heavy, but uh, more obviously Tal album came out called Broadsword and the Beast. Um, one of my favourite tracks of all time from any artist is on that album. Uh, this uh, coming up track is called Clasp. Uh, it challenges us to connect to our fellow human beings in a world of technology, and it was written about 40 years ago, so uh, it's still relevant today. Uh, it's got a middle eight I rate amongst the greatest, and it's very, very dear to my heart, so I hope you'll enjoy Clasp.
So that was uh, Clasp, Jethro Tull, 1982, and Broadsword and the Beast. Uh, after the 1980s, uh, there are some who said uh, Tull should have uh, stopped making music after that. But then again, some say they should have stopped making music after about 1974. Um, there's uh, more changes to come. Um, the uh, next uh, sort of phase... Uh, so it sounds sound sort of similar to uh, to Broads on the Beast, to be honest with you. Uh, but one of the big problems was that Ian's voice uh, started to fail him. And after years of uh, leaping around the stage, singing, playing the flute uh, on a stage full of effect smoke, uh, he started having some quite serious lung problems. Uh, and so, uh, sadly, his voice has 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 gone downhill and uh, live now. Uh, although, you know, good old blues man sort of you know, growling away like they do. Uh, it's not quite what it was, to be honest with you. Um, 1984 saw uh, a much maligned, very synth album. Uh, but in 1987, a slight return to form uh, had the huge surprise of Jethro Tull winning a Grammy uh, in the heavy metal category. Uh, no one was more surprised than Tull themselves, who'd not gone to the ceremony. And uh, Metallica fans, who thought they had it in the in the bag, uh, have remained enemies ever since. So, uh, rather unusually for anything I play, uh, this is going to be some heavy metal. Appropriately enough, it's called Steel Monkey. Steel Monkey 
Steel Monkey by Jethro Tull. Uh, more albums followed, more and more. I mean, I've only covered the first 30 years. Uh, still 25 to go. Uh, 25 years in how long we are? About a handful of minutes left of time. Um, I confess, while Jethro Tull was the soundtrack of, of much of my adolescent life, uh, I continued to see them play live on every tour they went on for many, many years. Uh, the musical output did get a bit patchy around this time, uh, or at least, yeah, didn't quite uh, float my boat. Having said that, some great tracks popped up on my albums called Catfish Rising, Roots to Branches, Rock Island. <clears throat> uh, Ian Anderson uh, was by now a successful salmon farmer in the Highlands of Scotland, uh, living on the Isle of Skye. And again, his music started to reflect these changes in his scenery and interest. Uh, here's Ears of Tin. It's a celebration of life away from the mainland uh, for living on Rock Island. In the last 
hours of a sunset rendezvous, chill breeze against tide that carries me from you. I got a job in a southern city, got some lead free in my tank. Now I must whisper goodbye. I'm bound for the main. The sun breaks through rain as I climb Glen Shield on the trail of those old cattlemen who drove their bargain south again. And in the eyes of those five, five sisters of Kintail, there's a wink of seduction from the mainland. We're going to have to uh, fade that. We're getting a bit late now. That was Ears, and, Ears of Tin, <coughs> Jethro Tull uh, from the album Rock Island. You're listening to Bry Radio. And the playlist tonight has all been from the back catalogue of one of the great names of British rock music, Jethro Tull. Uh, there's been no time to explore the pioneering stage shows, uh, sometimes bizarre mixes of classical music, uh, taking portable pipe organs on tour, record-breaking runs at great venues, the first ever transatlantic broadcast of a live concert. It's all Jethro Tull's history, and I'm delighted to say I've enjoyed uh, their music, and it's been part of my history as well. So many albums untouched, so many great songs for you to explore if you want to find out some more about Tull. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed tonight's eclectic selection. Uh, the Easter break is just around the corner. It comes tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning on Bry Radio, we have uh, Katie and Maya on, uh, so tune in early for them. Uh, and if you've got some exams next term, then do do the decent thing. You know what you need to do, but get some rest. Uh, and when you're resting, go explore some music. Don't let Spotify tell you what to listen to, for goodness sakes. 
My thanks, as always, to the mighty Zan, who has been uh, sliding and pushing uh, like a master on my left. Uh, couldn't do it without you, Zan. So thank you for producing tonight's show. Uh, and I'm going to leave you uh, with one last track. This is uh, Jacqueline. It came from uh, the Broadsword album, but didn't make it onto the album. Uh, then it turned up in an anniversary box set, became a big band and fan favourite. Uh, and it's it's just a good finishing rollicking song. So uh, I bid you good night. I hope to see you in the next term. and leave you with Jethro Tull and Jack Alin. the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio. Proudly sponsored by the BPA.